If I'm talking loud, I'm going to go back. Do you think you're talking that loud? I, sometimes it could go with that big. <laughs> if, you get, if you get your... Yes, my your, arms in an uproar. Your Jewish voice, even yes. though you're Italian. <laughs> which makes no sense. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay. We're recording right now. No, you're not! <laughs> yeah, we oh, are. There you go. Wait, I didn't move back. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hello. This is a, a professional show. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt Marr with one of my good friends and uh, just colleague in stupidity. We just do stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the giggle twins. We'll just start yes, giggling. Yes. Michael Bellavia. Yay. Yay. Yay for me. Yay for Michael Bellavia. Hello um, there. You're the you're are you the last of Audi our little old improv group? I had Darren on the show. We had Ronnie on the show. Oh, I haven't had Todd. You haven't had uh, Jesse Birschbach was on the show too. Jesse, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she was yeah, in the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JP Carliac, he he was in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had JP. And actually, he has the cutest had, ass. Have you had Parvesh? Oh no, I should have Parvesh. Okay, in then the show I, and then. Uh, actually, it's Sean Landry is the one who got it all started. I don't think you know. I don't her, know though. Sean. I don't know. Her. Oh, and Ben Seaman. I haven't. Yeah. I should have Ben Seaman on the show. He'd be great. He's very funny. Yeah, he is funny. Yeah. I, um, well, then I was wrong. I haven't. <laughs> You've had basically nobody. <laughs> basically nobody from no. our old improv group. Um, well, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Yes. And uh, tell everybody how I know you and. Uh, I think I met you now. What goes back for five years ago? Could it be even that long? Um, I've been in LA for eleven. That was, and I became. I've been friends with Nicholas and all them from Trevor Project for I think it'll be seven years in March. So I would say like five years. Yeah. So I met Matt at a gay networking <laughs> event. It was a gay business networking event. Where at a very. Upstanding place called Eleven. Yes, uh, which is now Blazing Saddles, Blazing Saddle. what which charges of? eight dollars for, for a cover beer. A oh, beer, for beer, which is just I would never. I don't drink beer, but it just that just astounds me. That's just stupid. to see people standing uh, like doing little sidesteppy routines on a table. It's too much. It's like for yeah. those of you that don't know, it's like they want it to be like Coyote Ugly, but a gay bar. That's right, and. I don't know. I've been, I grew up in Dallas, so I've been to a cowboy bar. I've been to the Roundup in Dallas, and that is a fucking cowboy country bar. I mean, I like going to that stuff. I like oil can Harry's, but this thing just seemed too much Disneyland. Of, it's like Disneyland. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, it. they have choreographed dance right. things. I'm, anyway, I met you at this ne- yeah. gay networking event, and I don't know. I just hit it off in the ch- chattering and talking to you, and it wasn't like – and you gave me no business – uh, <laughs> nothing has happened except for ludicrousness and ridiculosity. I helped you. Well, uh, I helped you get on a game show because we knew my friend. So I, I helped you lose on a game That's show. That's true. Yes, yeah. you helped me make myself look ridiculous. Oh which yes, my nephews and then oh. everybody else that I know still just says. I, well, I have something to show you too. Sorry, I'm going off. Can- I'm going off mic. Entertain everyone. Oh, hello there. This just reminds me of the movie The Fog, actually, when she was just talking into the microphone in the top of her lighthouse, and she was saying hello and welcome. Oh, my God, that's the map. He just brings me the map that we were on this game show for. Oh, my God. So to give everybody some context, Michael and I were on a show called The Great Escape that aired on TNT, and uh, the producer told us we were his favorite contestants, and we were also the 
We were on the Most final. Most losing. Uh, yeah, we were on the final episode of we the were. show, and, and then we, it got canceled it after. Got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so we were so good on that show, and we gave them such a, we gave them such a good show. We did. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was like Die Hard. Everybody, we had to escape yeah. from a tower. And long story short, we were killing it. Like we were doing so well, and then we got to. A la- <laughs> like an entrapment laser field. Yeah, like, like that movie Entrapment. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, that really, that was a that was a moment where I really, I still look back on it and just say, I just got psyched out from the middle, just right from the start of looking at it and saying, yeah. we can't do this. That is, this is impossible. That's why I meant to frame that map, to tell myself not to, not to let fear tell, or not to let fear or anxiety right. tell me I can't do something Nothing, because we could have done it. That's the thing. I I did learn something from that. Is just like as soon as you say you can't do something, you'll you won't do it. You just can't do it. Yeah. You just have to be in that mode of I can do this, even if you fail f- miserably or spectacularly or whatever that mm-hmm. is. You just have to go for it uh, and just do the job that you can. Uh, I need to apply that to exercise because I just <sighs> need to keep getting back into that. You know what I did today for the first time in a while? Sean T's T25. T25. I was going to do it today before you came over, and then I got I was talking to my neighbor, Don. Um, I tried. I tried. I, pretty I much can't just, do the 25 minutes of T25. Sean T is just, so hot. I, know, I pretty much just sat on the table, uh, on the chair, and just watched the whole thing. Did you thing. do it this morning? I tried. I can't do it. How many, minutes, how many minutes did you do? <laughs> I did T1.5. <laughs> If you don't know Shanti, he does Insanity, which you did Insanity too, right? Uh, I did. I lost a lot of weight on that. I did the Insanity thing. The thing that worked for me was that P90X thing. I uh, never got into it. I liked it, and it actually, that was, that. I have to say that P90X thing was the most transformative for my body, and I did it religiously for like 70 days, and then traveling is just a pain in the neck. Did you, you do it travel. when I knew you? You knew me. You could, like uh, it was kind of early on when you knew me, but uh, that was the most like I could feel. I felt stronger. Like I really felt like I had like a muscle. Uh, now I, I I just have puddles well, of of, well, of pudge. Okay, you I think have a what I like about you is first of all you're my you're probably one of my very even though we failed miserably on that game show, you're one of my smartest friends out there. Um, you're not a member of Mensa, are you? No. Good, because that's freaking stupid. But, uh, but I, li- I wanted to uh, like no, all those puzzles. Don't do, I no. always did games. Ma- I always subscribed to Games Magazine. I kept that under my bed, and I love all that. Like crypto. Oh my like God. even this imitation game thing. Like I, f- I kind of felt with that guy. Oh, that. Oh. Oh, yeah. you are not. You can't compare yourself to like a gay hero. I who, like. St- I am an broke icon. The, you're not going to break <laughs> yes, the Nazi I bro- code. <laughs> Listen, I broke the Matt Mar code. <laughs> okay, his hair ain't real. That was the code I broke. <laughs> oh, now his gloves are off. <laughs> but yeah, but you've won an Emmy. Like you've done shit. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's not a smart. You thing. are my that's first like- Emmy award winning guest. Oh, my first Emmy Emmy award winning guest on the Dear Maddie show. So that's just I don't know. So much of life is not just – it's not about being smart or doing anything of that. So I really – life is so much about luck. And but just like – Well, that's true. And, and But it's also being – luck and what is – luck is being there at the right time and perseverance and just being there all the time, just showing up. And working to be in the right place. Right, being in the right place. So the more you're in that right place, the more that luck is going to come your way. But 
sometimes it's just like, oh my God, it just slapped me in the face, this luck. So wow. I feel like that was just, you know, when you're working on something, you don't know if it's going to be the thing, but... You did a thing for the... The thing you wanted was for the Mike and Mike show, right? Yes, it was ESPN. for ESPN. So. Which is the only... Which is... I mentioned... Only know so that show. it's a sports Emmy Award. Yes, and I yeah. know that show because my brother said... Oh, I like your podcast. I wish it was. I wish it was like the Mike and Mike show. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, well, the Dear Maddie show is not anything like an ESPN. So those guys are funny, but it's like it was kind of bizarre winning that. I mean, it was, and we got nominated again for it too. But uh, that was in a, a day and age when YouTube didn't even exist, or it was just you were starting. just in the forefront, right? It just was starting, which so is we why you know so much probably about social media because so I'm you all did into it from the beginning. I'm all about that bite. and social. Oh, should I not sing that? Or are you gonna have to pay? Somebody no, Megan Trainer, you're not getting any fucking money from me. But we are all about that bite. No travel. I mean, um, but yes, I won that. Like now, it's like ten years ago, eleven years oh, wow. ago, when it was like when YouTube was just starting, when it wasn't a thing, and now it is kind of crazy how every. Like every couple of years, there's like a new – there are so many jobs for everything. You can have a job that you don't know about like in two years from now that just doesn't even exist where the industry doesn't even exist. Because there was no Twitter, what, four years ago, five years ago? I think like maybe six years ago, um, five or yeah. six years ago. But the the YouTube thing was like probably now 11 years. But even, I, I, I don't know. It's just – it's insane to me. that And there is a job for like everything. I used to know somebody who had to go to the supermarket to take – Old Quaker Oats things off the shelves because if Quaker Oats will get bugs in it if you leave it too it long. Will. So do not leave that. And so Quaker Oats used to hire this lady to literally go. And even before the expiration dates came up, she would take them off the shelf and replace it with new ones. So there is something. That was everybody. her job? That was her job. And she was doing well. I she remember. got paid well. She got paid. Wow. So don't ever think that there's not something you could do you just have to be in the position of your mental state to accept a job that comes your way because sometimes people will talk themselves out of working at a job because either they're too scared to start work i've got friends that are long-term unemployed and it's just it's it's devastating because it's like after a while you just feel like i can't do i can't work i shouldn't work i'm not good enough to do this job i can't do this job or for whatever other reasons i feel Uh, like too that so you you're very much like um you just – this sounds cheesy, but you do. You say yes to a lot of stuff. I think – and that's, that's – like, that's You're a, like – you think you do it, and then you'll call me and be like, oh, my God, what I, am I doing? I know. I'm, what, but you problem. do. You just that jump in. My, that, so that is my biggest problem. It's, it's part of the improv background of stuff, which is all about yes and and just mm-hmm. jumping into it. I oversubscribe myself a lot because I always feel – I think it's actually a problem that I'm almost going to go seek some help for because I do think I – oversubscribe myself i'm first to say yes oh my god that sounds like so much fun so let's give it a shot although i can sometimes sit back but it's not it's you very, can go to my hypnotherapist it's hard it. to do that i don't know i don't know if i believe in that mumbo it, jumbo that's I know how i stopped biting my nails i know and i've already lost like four pounds from going almost five pounds your going. nails were adding that much weight <laughs> to you no <laughs> you have four pounds worth of <laughs> Fingernails and toenails inside your body. That is my nasty. Na- my nails were long. Okay, um, that was racist. Um, but no, I no, I went forward biting my nails and it went so well. I just went like two weeks ago for making my ass not fat. Oh really? And yeah. it's done it. I, it's like I find my again. I don't know if it's that you planted the pill, but like oh, the other day I was like. Mm, mama really wants a big bag because I you're like vegan vegetarian uh-huh. you would never eat that 
But I'm like, mm. and then like I was driving up to it and I went, no, actually, it like grossed me out because that's one of the things she like. Oh, look at that. that uh, yeah. And um, I haven't wanted soda as much. Oh, really? Like normally I'd be like, oh, M- Michael's drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm. And I'm like, mm, I really want, I've been drinking a lot more water. And the other day. I mean, um, that's what change is. It's just, I just you thinking about things in a very different way. Yeah. And I saw five flights of stairs and I went, I'm going to go up those twice. I have 10 minutes. And I just did it. Oh my God. It's very weird. It's, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like. What's your What's your secret word that I? Can I don't know why I said like I'm going to be chicken or yeah. something like that. Christian Borel. That's it. <laughs> that I, don't, I don't know the guy from Smash um, and Peter Pan. Uh, but uh, well, okay. One more thing, and then we'll get into questions. Sure. But I feel like um, so the reason you know people are like you just have your friends on the show, and I'm like, no, I have friends on the show that I think are good performers or good advice giver, and you are an advice giver because you tell people. Only they can prevent forest fires. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. Well, it's actually wildfires. Only you. you. So part of the thing that I do is my day job. So like about four or five years ago, I I still do this entertainment production stuff through Animax. That was the company that I didn't found it, but I started there like a couple months out after it. It just uh, I've now been there 13 years, which is insane to be in the same kind of company, especially in the digital world of things. So Mm. 13 years ago, I joined this company and that's a whole story and a half. It's with Dave Thomas, classic uh, SCTV guy who founded it, as well as this guy, Andy Bain, who runs all these agencies in Eastern Europe. So we did all all this entertainment production stuff. But then like four or five years ago, I started – we got a project with the Ad Council, uh, which works with all the largest nonprofits in the country and just started doing more and more and more with them. And so now have this whole other division called Helps Good that does all this work exclusively with nonprofits and government agencies and corporate social responsibility teams. So the whole thing that he was talking about, that catchphrase, is Smokey Bear. So for the last – Four years have been working on the Smokey Bear campaign, and this past year I even won kind of a, the like the highest honor that the Forest Service gives out a gold Smokey Bear award, which is just was it like a guy dressed in underwear, like Harry, oh, like a six like one, like three hundred pound guy with hair, and he like, have, gave you a hug? No, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, that's not what it was. There was a Smokey Bear. The Smokey Bear was there. He was there to give me the award. Oh, was it a furry? Like, was it a fur? Oh, I am <laughs> not kidding. going there. This was this was a legit event. This was all about preventing forest fires and wildfires. Preventing and, a forest fire in your pants. Oh my god! I am not. I did not say any of that. No, this was all legit. Uh, it was legit. Yes. I saw the pictures. Yes. So, but I've been doing that for the past four years, and there have been a lot of fun things from that. And I really, I don't know. I am. Maybe over addicted to social media. Maybe, maybe. If your if your um, boyfriend was here, he would say, <laughs> oh "Michael, Michael." <laughs> That's the exact way he talks. He's like, "Michael." Oh, he doesn't talk I love Joe's voice. <laughs> no. I mean, it's not that distinctive. I mean, it is. Dis- you know what I mean? Yes. He no. would just, be, but he does say, "Michael." I yes. love the way he says it. <laughs> um, but yes, he would. That doesn't bother me. Well, Michael's one of those friends that I think I've had a question about this. Like, what do I do if I'm in the middle of a dinner and my friend just starts looking on his phone for like five minutes? And I'm like, well, then you're at dinner with Michael Bellavita. <laughs> that's, that's right. I just, it is, what are, you call it your gay DD. I just, um, I need something to help quiet all the noise all the, in my brain. All the voices. All yes. the voices. And so I do, I have heard though that there are people that just 
need to be hyper stimulated. And what's order... your sleep like, though? I've heard that it's not good for sleep. Uh, it's not the best. Wow. Yeah. Hypnotherapy could do I know, for that. But I I keep the phone too close. All that stuff matters. I know that, but I I just I, I... somebody was telling me too about like just the other day. Oh, it's her birthday today. I got to send her. Patricia's a hitmire. I gotta say happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Um, but no, she was telling me about the electro weight because I wanted to get a Fitbit. And she's like, no, it's terrible for your the elect, constant electricity and the waves is disruptive to because our body is. It made sense because oh, our body's an electric. We are walking through so many electromagnetic I know. She said it's already so polluting to us, but it's even a worse. Fitbit is not going to put you over the edge. You're not going to become turned. What is that? Black, I'm on the edge of, of the glory. glory. Oh, You're not going to turn Lady into Gaga. black lightning or something like that, <laughs> even though I know you'd that like is, to meet him. Oh, I would love like that's the nerdiest gay thing you ever like. Ooh, black lightning. Ooh, go black lightning. Well, we have sang so many songs that I can't pay for. Oh my for. god, you! <laughs> it's gonna be. Let's change them. Go black lightning. No, I don't, whatever. All right, you just sang grease lightning. <laughs> yeah. using the, okay. You just. Totally but I changed the melody song. so we don't have to pay for the rights. Um, all right, we were supposed to be done with this ten minutes ago. Whatever, you okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's uh, but let's get some questions out of the way. Um, all right, first question, dear Maddie, my best friend and I drink and smoke pot, but recently I was hanging out and I found some crack in his bathroom. Should I confront him? This is from Justin, Justin, age twenty. I, mean, I yes, I, for sure. I mean. I, I, crack the, is meth, right? That's meth, right? I uh, guess no, it's or it's, it's cocaine. Uh, it's cocaine. It's like pure. Rock. I just cocaine, who was it that it said is. crack is whack? That's who I think. Well, of. Whitney said it like oh. during that interview where she was clearly on a crack. It. And then it's also that famous Keith Haring uh, mural that's in Upper East Side of Manhattan. I think it is that's still there all, after all these years. Uh, but my, the first place I moved into, so I grew up in New York City. The first place, uh, but in Queens. So I'm from Flushing Queens. The nanny, all in the family. <laughs> I got that big thing. I I had to get rid of the bo- the roof and the dog and stuff. So I worked on that. But uh, it is when you get drunk yes. or if you get excited, you like go. You like Yeah. Yes. But the first place I moved into when I moved into the city uh, was this beautiful place. I sa- I basically said to the pl- to the guy, and it was with two other roommates. I said to him. You know, I want to live in a place where I could take my mom and my mom can visit. And he said, no problem. This place was like so wackadoodle. I mean, it was a nice place. He had like like all this famous art on the walls. But meanwhile, I come home one day and there's crack pipes all over the stove, like all over the place, just there. His hairpiece was on the couch. Like, just floating there on the couch. And then this 13-year-old boy, almost looked like this, comes up to the my room because I had this exposed bedroom thing, which is like a loft thing. And mm-hmm. that's because I was super cheap. That's a problem with me. I find thing, happen thing, things happen to me because I am super cheap. And this kid comes up and he's like, do you know where – and his name was Mark. Do you know where Mark is? And I'm like, who are you? What is going – this – it was – if you know somebody that's smoking crack, you need to confront them about that stuff. Because this isn't like some little recreational habit. Well, first thing of all, don't live with someone who has a hairpiece. That's the <laughs> advice I want to give. <laughs> because there's, I can obvious, usually, there's I, obviously some self-introspection needed if we have a freaking hairpiece. I can spot these things usually. But I have friends who use hairpieces and who have that whole Bosley for men thing. Oh, I would get hair plugs. So I would not do that. Oh. I would wear a hair piece before I would get hair okay, plugs. Okay, you have to tell me when the microphone's off who they are. Do I know any of them? <laughs> uh, I don't think you know them. Damn it. 
No, but uh, but yes, you need to talk about the crack. You need to bring that up. That's not that's not like a, a casual thing. Yeah, and I'm I mean, and even if it's just to say, oh, it's not mine, uh, or I don't know how that got there. And I know you think, oh, you're 20. It doesn't matter. You're young. I ran a crystal meth recovery group um, for a year and my first internship out of the game. Let's be uh, and. Uh, Boy, there's so many people that they're like 42 years old and still addicted to this drug. And they're like, well, I started, you know, I, I fooled around with it when I was in high school or college. Like, just that's how that shit started. I'm still haunted by what was I think it was Samuel L. Jackson as that crackhead guy. It was just like what movie was that? I think that was Jungle Fever. He was in that movie like that. Oh. That was like his that was his big breakout role thing. But uh, he. I don't know. That just is, that's a su- super scary one to me. Well, yeah, and it's just that's, and again. I know, and I know that's just that's marketing because supposedly it's not that super crazy for you to just try it recreationally. There were all these like Wall Street dudes who were all functioning career types that were doing it too at the time. Well, I think crack is not that you should do cocaine, but I think sometimes people with more with more financial means. By cocaine, that is, I guess, a better. I guess I've never done disclaimer. But you I've never done any of that. I don't trust any of that stuff. Just because, but like crack is, if you're going to get it like from a skid row, then it's going to. They say it's cocaine, but it, I think it's mixed with other stuff. I just watched this other what's in my baggie uh, documentary thing, but where all these like EDM kids now are taking all these drugs, thinking that it's like what's ex- EDM, uh, electronic dance music. Thing. Oh, okay. Like they're thinking they're taking like ecstasy when it turns out to be bath salts, and so there's now <sighs> these little tester kits that you can use uh, to test it out to see if you're taking in bath salts. But I don't care how much money you're paying; you just you. It's very difficult to trust the source. Look at what look at our legitimate ecosystem of food. You're supposed to trust craft and all these other places that are delivering food to our bellies. How are you supposed to trust these places? There was I just watched this other video of like somebody trying to light craft single slice on fire and it wouldn't melt because it looked like plastic. You you, you can't trust like the Monsantos and everything and you're going to sell me that some guy that's selling you some some stuff on the corner. Meanwhile, I mean, I I could preach all this stuff. That's the other thing. No, I could, I, didn't. I could talk like this like get all animated about it, but I'm a big victim of all this stuff too. I just no, we all are. I so like jelly beans, I can't resist. <laughs> you do love you love chips and salsa. <laughs> yes. um, so, so Justin, I feel like probably if you want to confront your roommate about this, or your, or your roommate or your best, if it's your best friend, I would say maybe there's somebody else that could do this with you because that could be hard. If you want to, maybe they're going to take it great, but maybe they're not. And this might. I don't know. You know your friendship. Know. That's Maybe what a best do friend it. is for, though. To talk I know, about but sometimes, anything. yeah. But sometimes it's nice to. I'm not saying doing the intervention, but maybe y'all have another friend that could be like, "Hey, dude!" Like in both of you saying, like, you know, we think you're, we, you know, give say like when you do that, you know, we we worry about Just you, do it we care the, about you, and do it at the dining table, uh, like. Can you uh, pass the crack? Oh, I mean, I mean the salsa. The salsa. <laughs> yes, let's do that. See how so, but yeah, Justin, you got to talk to him about that. So, um, yeah, and just if you need help, reach out to other people to help you do it. So, and don't do it when he's high. There are pl- yes, there are resources you can go to. Like we're doing a project now for the Partnership for Drug Free Kids. They have all these different websites specifically around different drug usages and patterns and how people enter into these things. We just did this thing around heroin. How like little kids might take it and find or find a prescription from mom or dad, or they had a sports injury when they're in high school. And there are a lot of kids that just now and go down the slippery slope of any kind of heroin opiate kind of thing. People get heroin for a sports injury? Not heroin. Do- it's not like heroin 
suffering like directly. opiates but they get they get a painkiller that has ah. kind of some of those so that's the thing so i would just say yes there are resources that if you don't feel comfortable just leave those resources print them out and leave them around the house even or something oh like yeah that. that's a good idea just like have a if you're template. too shy to bring it up yeah just do that so um all right justin good luck all right <laughs> Oh, James. This is from James, age 34. (laughs) James says, Dear Maddie, how do I tell people that I fly with that they are too fat to fly on a plane unless they buy two seats? I think it's rude. (laughs) I don't know. I say Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're going to agree with James. I... I, Well, I'm not going to agree with him because he says it's it's too rude. I'm not going to say it's too rude. I think it's... I, I, I don't know. I think... I know. I think he thinks it's rude that they are flying. Oh, Flying at all? That's the way I took the question. That he was like, how do, do I tell people that I fly with that they are too fat to fly on a plane? I think I took it that. What was that? Artie Lang's book. I'm a Howard thinks, Stern friend. How, he Artie thinks Lang's that book, it's too rude. Fat to fish. Uh, well, look, I think – I don't think it's rude to tell somebody that you're too – that you're too – look – if somebody's life choice is that – and oh, that's not right either. I shouldn't say it's a life choice it's to not be a life cho- that fat. But that sounds like it's like – Super fat. That's obese land of things. Well, I so, mean, and also, too, I don't know with James, I don't know when you say tell people, do you mean friends or do you mean someone that just you met in the that's checking in sitting by you in the United like row 14 AB? Well, like, I, I would like to think that I would have the intestinal fortitude to tell somebody that I've you, never met before. You would. I, I don't know. I think if they started, I have said things so to people that are encroaching into my space, my physical space, mm-hmm. because I'm just, I would say something like, look, you need to rein this in or you need to do something. I have said stuff like something like that before, because if I get pushed to the edge, you don't want me going <laughs> over that edge. But uh, I'm so Southern. I don't th- know if I could say anything about somebody's weight like that. I just I think I would say to so- I I especially if it's a friend. I am very willing to then just say a that, friend. You know, it's different. If you want to yeah. talk about their health, that's different. But I don't. I don't know if could you. So, so if you're sitting, <clears throat> pardon me, you're sitting in you know in the middle seat, and someone's sitting in row C, and then someone who is very obese sits in row A, and they're like in crowd. You would say something to them. I don't know if I would exactly say. I'm not judging. Meaning that judgment. That's not if you are. I don't think I would say you're fat. And your your fat is rolling onto me. <laughs> okay, you're Michelin manning me right now. Oh my now. gosh, don't! <laughs> you're pre stomach snapping Roseanne barring me. Oh okay? my gosh, because <laughs> uh, we have abs. P.S. Yeah, oh, that's right. Because I'm not pudgy at all. <laughs> uh, I think I might say something like, uh, I don't know. I feel like. I'd like to think that I would say something that this is a little uncomfortable here. If they're yeah. that. I don't know if it's that much. I mean, I have, I'm on both sides of it because my family is a, not a petite family. Oh, and neither so is mine. I know that, like, what, I feel bad because I think, you know, one of the reasons my dad always drives out here, I always, he's never said it, but I think, is he like this? Well, he's claustrophobic too, so he doesn't like flying for that, but I think, does he, is he, Although my dad isn't like, well, he's pretty big. I don't know. I I have I feel bad. I, I, just I don't want to hurt thing, somebody's feelings. And I know that's the thing. And so I but, just read this whole thing about today from the author of the How We Die book, where mm-hmm. where he was talking about like everybody has 
pain that they carry around with them every single day. Of their oh, lives. yeah. And so you never know, whatever you're coming on to, just check yourself. And no matter how much you want to say something, and no matter how much you want to point out something or how you think somebody's wrong, be it a celebrity like Kim Kardashian or to, any, or to even the person that's the most enlightened being on the planet, they have some pain that they're carrying around with them that you just need to try to understand them. So Empathy? Yes. I think empathy is the key to evolution. It is I the key thing, but it's so hard to be it's empathetic in every situation. My God, we're humans. I mean, I think maybe that I would ask if, if I could possibly move. I, I, I also do think, though, then that you're like— you're going to sit somebody else there? No, I mean, if I could, that there was an empty seat. If not, uh, I probably would just sit and take it. But— um, I know Joe had, I remember he had a horrific situation where somebody asked him to move uh, to a, a different seat. And he's like, sure, I'll, t- I'll exchange seats. And he did it. And then he found out what was going on because the person next to him in the new seat smelled so foul, homeless smelling, like not See? bathing for eight weeks in a row. And he felt so effed that he switched his seat because of that. And so then it's like, and he couldn't say anything to the person next to him at that point. It's not like he could find somebody, some other sucker on the plane to switch seats with him. But uh, see, to me, I feel like this goes back to it. The, 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 those people should have better friends in their life. Like the people, his friends should tell them to bathe. Or if I was bigger, like big enough to have to, I I don't know. Maybe I probably think too much of people, but I would think about that. I would. I probably seriously, if I could afford it, would buy the two seats. Because I would be worried about infringing on somebody's right. space. That's probably weird. Well, I'm just going to put this out there. If there's something you think I'm too much about, you can tell me. Although, oh, yeah. being too, I'm too much about too much. I told you. I told you. I told you you're too much. No, I remember. Hashtag too much. That's this podcast. No, I once Hashtag. had, my, like, my friend Allie, like, Dear Maddie, show episode two. Yeah, right, if you're listening. Oh, fun. Uh, oh, we won't get into that. Right. But, um. No, I remember Allie, I once she was like, she just said to me one day, she's like, I love you, but something is going on with your breath. And then that made me go to the doctor and I had a sinus infection and I ended up having sinus you surgery. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. And it was a weird conversation and now I hate her. But did you fix no, that kidding, thing? Because your have. breath is kind of rank. Oh, no, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm always prone. To, I'm, always, I'm always chewing gum because now I'm super nervous about it. Uh-huh. It's because I do crack. It gives you bad breath. Oh, my God. It's ooh, true. Call back. Call back. All right. Um, dear Maddie. Ooh, okay. We're getting it. Dear Maddie, I'm at a place in my life where I just feel stuck. I have a good job, great husband, but I'm bored. Every day seems the same. Help. This is from Carrie, age 42. Well, 40 does that. Too. You know, I feel like when people hit 40, 40 that's like is, midlife yes. crisis time. Right. Yes. and But I don't know. We are. I wouldn't know that because I'm so young. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> shut up. I'm only 21, so I don't know. Well, okay, so you're 50. So what was it like to your... Oh, my God, I'm going to murderize you. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I am 45 for the record for the internet. Uh, I do think that we are kind of defined by our habits, and I've got lots of habit things that I do that I know on a regular basis that I just do and default to. And I think our defaults... uh, 
And as I say that word, I did go to Burning Man this past year. and That was a new thing for you, that right? Was you were like, thing. you wanted to shake it up. This past year has been a year of me just saying, I'm going to shake up a lot Tell of things. Tell so, non-city folk what Burning Man is. Burning Man is... My dad be like, what the fuck is Burning Man? It's this thing you go to out, like, maybe... Uh, it's supposed to be only, like, a few hours outside of Reno, but it takes a while just because of all the traffic going oh, into yeah. and out of it. Happens, at, like, around Labor Day-ish weekend thing. Uh, and it is... It's kind of undefinable undefi- and undefinable. It started off as just this little gathering of some people who from San Francisco who wanted to literally burn this effigy of a wooden man-like structure uh, as a semblance of art and talking about humanity and cultural things. And it's going very hippy dippy, people. Just so you know. but so, cool. But it's and so that's why I never went. And it, but it's not hippy dippy. There are there's lots of little microcosms inside of that thing. You can go hippy dippy. And then on the total opposite, polar opposite end, there are people from like Silicon Valley VCs who were flying in like maids and butlers and really like, architects to set up their whole camps, which is like a whole other thing unto itself. But I went with this group uh, called the Mystical Misfits. It was at the very end they had a large camp which was probably about at least 100 people were there and it was infrastructure that the that was built in the middle of this desert because there's not anything there you're literally in these like kind of acidic salt flats area or whatever it is out in the middle of the desert and uh yeah it's it's an exploration of art you can turn it into all these different things that you want to so meanwhile to try to wrap around to this woman's thing i just i would say challenge yourself with the, the habits that you have, and you don't have to go to Burning Man to challenge yourself in this big cosmic way. Uh, but that for me was like something I just wrote it off as hippy dippy. I'm not doing any of that stuff. And I love the experience. I would totally go again. Now I want to go. Uh, and because you can make it whatever you want, you can find so many different microcosms of things. There were like, there were the pe- people that all they did was they stood outside the, the porta potties and then they literally like acted as if they were like bathroom valets and attendants and would wash your hands for you and dry them off and everything. And they're dressed in these little tuxedos. They did Meanwhile, that the whole time? Uh, uh, they did that like a day. Meanwhile, you're in the middle of a desert. It's just so, it was very, uh, what is that word? Not ludicrous. It's like what Monty Python was, like absurdist. It was very, oh, absurdist. lots of absurd, absurdism. In, in in that world of the space of things. So I would try to find things that you challenge yourself with small absurdities. Like take a different route to work. I love that. Small absurdities. Can so, I use that? Sure. Like take like do different things that you would go to a different restaurant. I'm I'm a creature of habit of always going to the same restaurants. And, and order the Los, same thing. I, I live in Los Angeles and there's like a ton of access here. And but I do I'm kind of like Buddhist in that way. I can get on just like melt into my couch. I would say even if you don't do art, go grab some pen and start doodling and like tell yourself it's something. Just little things oh, yeah. that you could do because – and that's the other thing is whenever you want to make a change, it's so hard. You think, oh my gosh, I got to start an exercise routine and I have to do this eight times a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm perpetually on a Janet Jackson diet because I'm always doing that stuff. I get – dive in. And then I dive out because I get too overwhelmed by it. So try yeah, to find, too. find incremental little things. Yeah, because I don't know if, Carrie, I don't know if you live in a big city. Sometimes I think people can think that's easier to do um, because there's just more. And I guess there's more things you could go do and things like that. But there's also, I like that you're talking about you can just create stuff. I think maybe. I have to find this because. I have a habit of using social media too much, so I've always yeah, got my I think, phone in my hand. Yeah. So I need to find something that's not even – like I have to find a way to find how unplugging myself from that stuff And I think social media, being in front of a computer, being in front of your phone, that's not 
Not that there's anything – well, I do actually. I think too much of that just actually inhibits more boredom because it's the same thing. Think it, you don't, it, you're it, always looking for a new – you see the same post, the same dog that's being beaten, the same yes. – this is amazing when you see this. Click uh, on this right. link, answers.com, right. list, list. It's all this, this is the same Pinterest. So that's why I say put if you are into electronics, you want, all you need to do is create see, something, yeah, craft, right. heck, bird watch, yes, anything, like, hike, like these things that is. So even if you don't live around people, you know, and Eat some, anything that's like the furthest away from where you would yeah. normally be, <clears throat> just do that once. Yeah. Even like talk to the person at the grocery store, which I will never do. I do like that the, all the time. It's my oh, favorite thing to do. Are you serious? It's literally on my website. It talks about how I like – that's how I pitch to hosting people. And they're like, what kind of – I'm like, I'm the guy you talk to in the grocery store. I just can't do that. That's the oh, New Yorker in me. I've had the best like conversations. I'll compliment a woman on her eyeshadow, and then the next thing she's talking to me about her, her husband doesn't do anything with the children. Just check me it's, out. And I don't mean in the <laughs> up and down with the eyeballs and saying, oh, you're hot. Just <laughs> – Bag my groceries. They don't even do that. They I don't do even do that. that. Not at Ralph's. Um, you have to go to pavilions for that. But yeah, I, I, I don't even really have any additional advice for that, Carrie. I love that. Fine. But even absurdity. doing those things, you're still going to have to address that there's something inside of you. We all carry around this sadness, but try to figure out how do you make yourself happy. Also. Well, and it's also, I mean, maybe happy's not the word. I've been... Right. F- I've less miserable. I've been going through honestly like a little blue period myself this last because December was a crappy month, um, and uh, I found like I'm really just ugh, what the word happy people and people say oh how was your day and I found myself I'm trying not to say oh it was good or it was bad I'm kind of just saying you know it was I'm trying to think of again new adjectives well help new me adjectives because I, I just found out last week that I'm now. Going to be leading a meetup session at South by Southwest, a conference that is a, a little like Burning Man, but in a little more of a professional way, mm-hmm. in that it's a mix of film and interactive and music. I'm hosting a session there called How to Find Your Happy Place, uh, and I have to figure out how to do that really oh, by you just, session. Oh, you just put your hands down your pants. Oh, my God. That's no, it. No, no, <laughs> that's your happy place. No, no, oh, wait. no. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's your no-no place. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching Webster, and they just did an episode about the no no place. They did, they did. They called you've been it a posting note. a lot about Webster being I like this transformative Webster. TV show. Watch oh. Black Mirror. That's transformative TV. Webster was good, y'all. It's on Hulu. Oh my God. Allison Sweeney was on the episode of the girl who was getting molested by a teacher, and they talked about your no no place. It was really moving. We don't have uh, very special episodes anymore. I miss that. Oh, wow. Remember when like TV was like right. special, and you were right. like, "Oh, this isn't going to be funny." This right. is going to be AIDS real. The episode or the gay yeah. episode, and that they didn't have gay episodes in the eighties. Yeah. No, well, no, maybe. When was Ellen? And she's nineties. Yeah, think, she's right? like yeah. mid nineties because I remember right. watching her high school. So, um, so yeah, Carrie, send me like send us a message to or let me know what you created or what you found fun or yeah. Get drunk. Do crack. Uh, <laughs> call back. <laughs> call back. Don't do crack, Carrie. All right. Last question. <laughs> because I just, uh, I mean, well, bless your heart, Sean. Okay. This is from Sean, age 45. And uh, he writes, I found a dildo in my 17-year-old son's room. Is what he- kind of show is this? Yeah. Well, hey, people ask questions. <laughs> Somebody asked about herpes and giving blowjobs last uh-huh. week. So, you know. If you if listen, people, if you write me the question, I'll answer it. Mm. So, all right, I found a dildo in my seventeen-year-old son's room. Is he gay? This is from Sean, age forty-five. That's I'm a like, huge leap. I'm like, 
<laughs> it is a little bit what of a What is lady. that? Because I Googled this and I looked it up as far as like straight people. Mom turned down the thing because mom, my mom sometimes like, sometimes you're too graphic. And I know maybe sometimes I am, but I want to feel like anybody can, you know, sometimes I talk about like a dick or a vagina or whatever. And I make a joke about it, but I also do that because I do want people to be able to write in a question like, if this is a concern in your life, Wait, write it in. This is mom saying my son. I found this in my no, son. No, this is, a, it's a man. His okay. name is Sean. So, so, he found it in his sons. He's found okay. it. I'm more like, how does a 17 year old get a dildo? Boy, if I could have gotten Maybe that. his wife no, left it in there by accident no, when she was cleaning the room one I day. I don't know. Well, I'm assuming she didn't or. Sean would not be, he would not be writing a question in. I mean, he's 45, so he's your well, age. Well, maybe so. he doesn't know his wife is using one, that so, she goes in there to clean, and when the kid is gone, that's when she has her own personal time. In her time. son's room? No, no, that's gross. Where is not? This is a family <laughs> show. Come on. How does Come, he know it's a dildo? Well, <laughs> barely. But it is a leap, like, I think if... This maybe is, it's he's got a girlfriend. Okay. Maybe he's getting it for as a present for his girlfriend. A present? What kind of seventeen year old? I'm worried about Sean's son now. Seventeen year olds, please. They're like forty five year olds now. Yeah, so, they've uh, they've been there. They live in Burning Man every two minutes of their so, lives. So you're forty five. If you and, and if you walked into your son's room and he had a dildo, what would you say? Seventeen year old? At that point, I feel like you. Would you say, son? That's mine. I mean, uh, I don't know. Some uh, friend, Burning Man friend of mine, Dave, uh, posted this picture. I think he posted it, uh, or somebody else did. A pi- no, somebody else in the the group uh, did. I think uh, this picture of this guy's bed, and it had like at least like a hundred different sizes on it, like two headed ones, ones that were like had, had like a point at the end of them, uh, tiny like, little ones. Did they have that one that looks like Maleficent's staff? <laughs> It was, they were crazy and they were all leaned out, like splayed out. Like those Instagram pictures where people like neatly line up all these different little objects, like in an OCD way. He had all these dildos uh, there. I don't know. People have lots of things that float their boat. I, that's I mean, fine. Seven, no judgment in dildos. And I mean, that's the thing. It's seventeen. If that if they're using a dildo, that's like safe sex. So actually, so I would rather my son be using a dildo than actually having sex. Right, but who knows if he's using it on himself? Himself? Maybe or he's girl. using it on his girlfriend. Yeah. Or maybe maybe he is gay. And uh, and so is the so then there's the underlying like thing of am I concerned that my son is gay? Yeah. Is that the issue? There? Yeah, Sean. I want to say this. The fact that your son has a dildo has nothing to do with him being gay or not gay. It right. has nothing to do with his sexuality. It has him – a lot of straight men, like, they like to they, they like, like to go it the there. Term. Yeah, People they, know that there's like – It's a thing. Listen to Howard Stern for two days and you'll hear about a lot of straight dudes that like that stuff. Yeah, so they I They just know. had – Perez Hilton was just doing something to one of the staffers on the show who's supposedly straight even. He was putting his – His finger – Inside of this Benji Bronco. Perez yes. Hilton's disgusting. I'm trying to have empathy nobody, for that guy. Nobody is disgusting. <laughs> they are just, they. everybody has their own set of issues uh, and that they bring to the table. So you never know. But I would understand, I would want to know why. And so, yes, maybe it is because your son is super gay. He's super gay. <laughs> Oh my God! Flaming. I feel like this question offends you a little bit. It, a little, there's something underlyingly homophobic <laughs> in a way. I don't know. So maybe possibly. But I guess, and that's the thing. Like somebody has asked me, like, so would you want uh, a future child if you were to have one be gay, or is that an issue for you? I guess the concern is just that that's a life 
with struggle. And so both of us are with that struggle. And who doesn't want to have their child not have a life free of all struggle? But if it's not gay, there's going to be some other struggle. And yeah. struggle is a spectrum. Everything is a spectrum in they're, the world. Like they're going to, they could be bullied for anything. They don't have to be gay to be bullied. They could, I mean, they could be gay. They it's could just be, all about how the they environment. They could be an asshole. Right. It's the environment that you create. So all I would say to this dad is even if you're thinking that he's gay or that you're questioning what this is, I wouldn't be in this puritanical way of like, what is this plastic battery operated object doing here uh, in a confrontational way? I think it's just like, hey, I was cleaning up your room and yeah, I found that's this. What... But even that, it's like, well, what were you snooping around for? What were you looking for? At 17, personal space becomes a bigger thing, too. I would think maybe, too, like a way to do it. It might embarrass them, but like that maybe Because, look, I think I agree with you. At the table. It's safe sex. Oh, can you yeah, pass the crack? Can you pass the crack? <laughs> the, the, oh, no, no, I didn't mean the crack. Can you pass the dildo? Oh, I didn't mean that. The salsa. The, the salsa. <laughs> but, like... Look up, but you know, there is, I don't know, but you know, there is, uh, you know, and it's, but like you, to use just for sanitary reasons, like using condoms, if he's using it with a partner or putting a condom on a dildo and things like that, maybe having just like you say, Hey, I found this in your room. I would, unless you think it's totally not cool. So, and then if you don't, then that's your opinion. But I am going to tell you, Sean, if you go to your son and say, Hey, it is not cool that you have this in there then that's you're the probably going to shut off any conversations about his sexuality, about right. sex. So right. it's got to be like, hey, it's totally cool. Like, do you have any questions about, or, you know, where, I hope you didn't, you know, like, where did you get it? Do you I need, just, like, I would, yeah, I would try to have some advice? open conversation around sex, just in yes. general, just yes, in general. for that. Like, another thing, we worked on the Bedsider campaign, which is all about empowering women to take back like kind of protection and uh, and birth control and making it seem that it is a norm because it should be a norm to use it. Should it should be a norm. That it should be something that you can openly discuss and talk about and celebrate sex, especially at 17. You're going to be feeling those things. Even oh, though yeah. I didn't do that stuff then, though. But I, I Oh, didn't. no. I was yeah. just getting drunk, so that way yeah. I didn't have to make up with girls because I was scared to. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it should be – but I think that's part of purita- – I was raised Catholic, and I think all part of that shaming stuff is there. So uh, – I would try to create an open environment where hopefully you can discuss, hey, I found this thing. And if you want to make a, a gag out of it, do that in a light, jesting yeah, like way. Yeah, my family would joke about it. Probably yours would too. But I, yeah, but uh, I would just talk about it. But to jump to the gay conclusion card seems like, I don't know. Yeah, I really think, you know, normally I'd say, oh, that's great that you, have, you can have your beliefs or whatever it is. But I feel like when it comes to your kids – it's different when it comes, especially with sexuality and things like that, which is such a personal thing that really is all theirs. It has nothing to do with their parents. And mm. that's, that's something that's your own. You really have to check all your biases because they did not choose to be brought into this world. You brought them in. So it's your job as a good parent to support them as long as they're not hurting anybody or themselves to support them. Whether that, I mean, that, that now, girl that just us, killed herself, yeah. that trans, that's a perfect example right. that, you know, at the school they talked about, she wasn't bullied at school. She wasn't, uh, what? It sounded uh, like what, it was just a home situation. Was yeah, the, I mean. The, the issue with it. Yeah, we're moving celebrity shit to bed. But or, but still, it's, it, it was, it was, it was their parents not supporting them. And they were saying that it's because of. But I also don't like shaming parents fully in this situation. It's just. It's so sad all around. It is sad all around. It's just like, yes, so maybe the parents had strong religious beliefs and, and beliefs and value systems that inf- helped inform who they were as parents. 
they wanted to bring a child into the world. They must have loved this child oh, in some I'm way. Oh, I'm sure they loved their they child. They have to be, and it's just, it also pains me to say, oh, it's the parents and the environment that they created that wasn't supportive. They must be hurting so much right now. Oh, regardless yeah. Regardless, that child is gone. It's just sad. The only thing, yes, I would say, how do you create supportive environment and still hold on to your belief systems? That's pretty rough. Uh because just even your last podcast talking about Ronnie, how he had to go to some like Christian sex camp. That's just like so I don't know rough that's, sounding. Yeah, to that's me. terrible. I think uh, you know. I think it's you just decide what's. I mean, really, you just have to let your kid love them, and like I think it's trying to. Again, it goes back to empathy because a lot of people even say to me, they're like, "Oh, you know, Matt." I love you. I don't even it's like extra, you know, uh, not my close immediate family, but some of my external, some friends and stuff that are quite, you know, have strong beliefs say, I love you, but love the sinner, hate the sin. And I want to say, I, I don't, I don't believe, I truly believe that when people say that they're not coming from that, from an empathetic place. If they actually thought about how that would feel if somebody said that to them. And I think that's because we are take, we are tying this back to okay. the plane. Oh my God. Okay. It is though. It yes. is thinking yes. as a parent, Sean, or who have, think about how would you want to be spoken to? How would you want your parents to talk to you? How? And it's hard to do that. Cause I can understand your own personal norms are going to be different from another human beings because they, even if you created yeah. that human being from your loins, you, had sex creating that human being to do that thing so yes they may have very different views on sex and i know that you should say well i have my belief and this is my belief and i should be able to state that that it's true but when you're dealing with children or even like 20 21 somebody can say that to me now and say hey i think you're gonna rot in hell and you're a terrible person and I would say, okay, that's your belief because I'm an adult. Right. And I get that that has nothing to do with me. But when it's your kid or when you're a teacher or something that's dealing with kids, there's not the emotional intelligence a lot of times to, time to, to keep, separate it. You have yeah, to keep to yourself. That and I think you have to keep some of your own belief systems in check when you're dealing with a yeah, child. That's true. We just so. went off. Okay. All right. We just – no, I mean – Preaching. Free, well – Whatever. I feel like I'm. This show should be on MSNBC now. What just happened? Um, all right. So now it is time for celebrity shit the bit. We're actually not. We're not. We're, we're yeah. We're pretty much on schedule. Okay. So this is a moment in pop culture. What would you like to talk about? How Perez Hilton's a terrible person. Uh, no. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I've met him before. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, Whatever. I don't know him. Uh, uh, so I heard uh, two things. One was uh, oh, two things. Justin Bieber is now the Calvin Klein cover model, and he is uh, so hot. You're kidding. You're I am s- kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my I'm, God, I'm you kidding are kidding me. Okay, I'm kidding a lot. Uh, so again, I'm not supposed to judge. It, this not judging thing is so difficult to do. Well, I mean, it's. Insane. I'm just going to say this: there is one Calvin Klein model, and there's always only been one Calvin Klein model. And his name Mark. is Mark Wahlberg. Yes, that was, is the one. That's the one. That's one of the first things I ever. Tiddled my happy place too. Oh my god! I, I mean, he kid. was attractive because he, he, he seemed thuggy, but also you could take him home to mom. He was ch- like like beefy, beefy, but not overly fat or anything like that. He had abs and everything, uh, and he just seemed goofy and playful. I mean, he had he had it all going on when he when that. I mean that that whole moment zeitgeist thing was zeitgeist. Well, I think it literally is so much about what's your social media following all that and right and Calvin Klein obviously. Well, but Justin Bieber is just, I don't know. I know I can't judge, but I am going to judge. 
I mainly judge him because he ruined my last season of So You Think It Can Dance with these little segments that they had of dance crews. And that he's, I'm Justin Bieber, and I'm here with my choreographer looking at these dance crews. And you could tell he filmed all the episodes in one seating, and it was just so, he dialed it in. I can't, and his whole thing is all about dialing it in. I can't, I, I just can't deal with it, him. It, Justin Bieber makes me, well, it's just like so many child stars. He makes me sad because if you watch the YouTube videos when he was a little kid, He's pretty freaking talented. Like the kid, I think was real. Like when he was five and six and eight, I was. If I saw that video, I'd be like, "That kid is a star." And mm-hmm. I guess he is a star, but very, very talented. But I think it's oh, it's. I don't think we need to judge people, but I think it is okay to judge people's choices. And he is not made intelligent, and that's hard when that you look stuff, at somebody. Feedy stuff that he did all over the place. Like yeah, I mean, I mean he's done. He has not done stuff to himself. He has done – like Lindsay Lohan, I feel more sorry for her because every once in a while you hear but that she'll – but normally she does – that she maybe wrecked a room or something. But normally it's about her doing drugs to herself. Right. Her Justin Bieber, he throws eggs at people's house. He does graffiti. He – Literally disrespective so, uh, of people, and so. But then you then you do your whole therapy thing. So why is he like that? What happened? What? Uh, so he had a crazy Cause childhood because he's an asshole. But why? Do you, why is he an asshole? Well, I'm telling you this as a therapist. Like I have empathy <laughs> for him. Is that what you say in the middle of a session with somebody? Yes, because you is an asshole. <laughs> At, sometimes an asshole is an asshole, and you just have to call it for what it is. Oh, I think I'm so. I do sometimes that. Sometimes it's the tunnel of love. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god! I can't believe. You said that. Oh, Darren, you're like you just threw up. Oh my gosh. I just, I don't know. I get a little bit like I think of people that do so well with their their choices and or at least try. Like Britney Spears, girl, that that girl tries. You know, mm. like even Amanda, what's her Huber? Bynes, but Bynes, who's like on the, she's like. Well, she's emotionally like she I think she's still That's too much in the thing. thick of it. Yeah, but she's like trying. Yeah. Justin Bieber is like. I actually have a disregard for people. That's where that's the line I think he crosses. That I go, mm, I don't have to respect you. I don't have to respect you. So uh, the Boy, other celebrity thing I want where's to my say, gavel? Is have you seen this show that's going to be on the what used to be the Learning Channel now TLC? Uh, my Nobody's name. called it the Learning Channel since like. Ought one, just well, so you know. I, I thank you for referencing that. Whatever, I was like, with that whole thing because of the whole public media stuff because it oh started up funded by public media and my whole million apartment march thing. Whatever. So anyway, uh, TLC is doing uh, a show called "My Husband's Not Gay." Have you seen this thing? I, everybody's been telling me this, and I haven't. I don't have cable anymore, but I'm sure it's basically all these gay dudes who are. Are they Mormon or just some of them? They're. Uh, I think they all are Mormon. The whole show is filmed out, of, but they. I Utah. think they're all in Utah, and they're all Mormon. And it's basically, I am sexually attracted to men, but I am with my wife, and I'm married and committed to my wife. So they're where they're very open about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the the title of the show is just it's baiting, mm-hmm. so it makes you want to watch it, but. These guys are just basically saying I'm I'm controlling those things and it's just not my thing. But uh, I'm not going to pursue that stuff. So I mean I don't know. I guess we everybody kind of does it in a way where it's like I'm uh, sexually attracted to Joe Manganiello, that guy or whatever his name is. I, I don't know how to pronounce oh. his last name, but the the oh, you know everything from, about him. from True Blood. Oh, I like him. He's getting married now to Sophia. Oh, whatever. I can't believe that. Why didn't he choose me? But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's not like I can't go up to him. I'm not going to go after him. So I'm a Joe lover, 
but I'm not going to go after him because uh, I can. I have personal that's, restraint. That's you know? Is completely that different? different. That that's was not even close. 100% that's the worst analogy. Best analogy ever. No, that's the worst <laughs> analogy. You were just talking about not being able to suck a superstar's penis <laughs> and comparing that to denying something that is like the soul of who you are. And the essence of your being. Joe, that okay, werewolf is no. in my soul. No, I'm, I'm, I want to know what other Joe thinks when you go home, oh when he hears this. I'm just saying. Sophia Vergara, I'm Sophia. coming for you. That's not true. We love you, cover girl. Um, I I don't know. I you know, I feel like I have to watch the show. Because, have you seen it? It's not I haven't seen it, no. But the, pr- the promo thing was just, it's. How is it presented? Because the thing I worry about this show, well, first of all. Obviously, I'm a big homosexual, and so obviously I have my own personal inclinations. But as a therapist and as someone who's read a lot of like actual statistical information, like that is so detrimentally hurtful. Like from I just it, hurtful, and so I worry. It's just it I'm is so, a this I is worry, a personal subject matter space it for is, me as well. But so not even the, God, not putting God and religion as well and religious choice. From a stance of that it, it it's just proven people that do this are more depressed. People that do this are more likely suicidal. They're more likely it's having be such a anxiety rough, attacks. It's, it's got to be it's, such a rough life. Yeah, yeah. so I have empathy for these people. I, and I worry, though, with this show, how they're going to present it. I don't want people to watch this show and think, oh, that's a choice I can make. Because you know what? Because because uh, there's so many people already who have killed themselves who have tried to make that choice. Yeah. And it's just Oh, that would be sad. And I just to learn from this on what's the former learning channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I feel like I do, but we'll see. Maybe you and I could go undercover. Oh my and god. And be on the show and seduce people. Seduce. Them. I think it would be so hot to like <laughs> to get it on with a Mormon guy when they're wearing the garb. I know. I'm terrible. I also think it would be hard to like make out with the priest. Not when I was a kid, but as an adult, oh my I can make out with the priest now. I know. I think it would be oh my God. like thorn birds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was oh. one of my mother's favorite. I mean, she loved that guy. Oh, I think. And he's gay now, right? Yes, he is. So I, I don't know. I mean, I just what do you hope this show is? Do you think it can? I don't know. It just is salacious. That's all. It is salacious. It's totally ridiculous. And I don't want it to make fun of these people. But at the same time, these people are human beings that exist and are out there. But and being served up on a platter for our entertainment purposes. That and they're letting themselves be served up on the platter because they're probably getting paid nicely. But I don't know. I I just keep on wrapping around to it. That's sad. I don't want them to. I just just, yeah. It's just sad, and it's just. I mean, it's again. It's one of those things where. I mean, the issue came up even in that imitation game movie again that we saw, like you saw that. I mean, this yeah, whole, great. yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just certain people can, but some people can like soldier on, stiff upper lip. They just deal with, everybody's got to deal with some kind of pain in their life and stuff. I don't know if they could just subjugate that pain to this. I don't know, to the will of their relationship and having children and yeah. marriage. I don't know. I mean, for some people, it's just, yeah, that's just their... That again, it goes back to that's their choice, and so I I wish them the happiness. It makes me sad. What makes me sad is I know that the odds are diff- the odds are not with them. Right, the odds are very much stacked yeah. against them. So may the odds be ever in, in your, your favor, favor, you closet cases. <laughs> so good luck with that. Um, all right then. So 
some dildos as a closet case. Oh, we're almost. Oh, we're almost. We're at Chatty Maddie. We're like We've that. Been, that was a question, wasn't that? What we did the celebrity thing, and then we did another thing. You're already losing tr- your show's no, off the rails. I'm drunk. I'm oh kidding. God. I'm not drunk. I just had water. Um, all right. So here we go. Chatty Maddie, question number one. What? I'm scared a little bit to ask you this question. Don't say poop. What's your most memorable childhood smell? Uh, so it is a pretty distinctive one. It is wet magazines. And in particular, they were at my uncle's house uh, apartment in Astoria in the basement. It was like moldy and these magazines un- stuffed underneath the couch. Uh, and it was all my first porn things that I found there. So he had, he used to deliver magazines God, and this books. This is a family show. <laughs> he used it's to deliver not. magazines and books to uh, the Navy, like to the guys coming. And so I don't know. That was, I do remember that this he was. He used something. to deliver porn to the Navy guys? So it included porn, it included books. He would just refresh the libraries that they had on the ships. And so he always had a stack of stuff. Like his basement was just like hoarder central, filled oh. with all the stuff. And I love the smell of it there, and it just brings me back whenever that to the first pornographic material that I ever found. So that is charming. <laughs> <laughs> this is memorable. It's adorable. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> what am we doing here? All right. Question number two: Alcoholic drink you can't drink anymore because you got drunker than Cooter Brown on it. Uh, so it's two of them. Uh, one is. Uh, Jägermeister. Oh, I just thought that that was like I, uh, I hate licorice anyway. But I thought that that was a sophisticated drink because Did it has really? many complex different herbs and spices, <laughs> and it basically is like ketchup in a freaking like oh my god, like church incense mixed into a, like molasses. It was just it's so awful tasting. Uh, and I still kept on the bottle, thinking, oh, I could go back to this thing. And I literally only dumped out this bottle that I had for about. At least a good, like, 15 years. I dumped it out, like, maybe two months ago. Good for you. Uh, And then the other one is wild turkey, and that's because at a family Christmas maybe seven years ago, I got a little too toasted on wild turkey, and I started chasing all the kids around in the snow, and I got a little loud and obnoxious from it. Did you throw up in the snow? I didn't throw up in the snow, but I remember running around without shoes on in the snow in the middle of Flushing, Queens, so... And yelling at everybody, Santa's not here. He's not coming. Oh, my gosh. I was so terrible. A drunk Italian Grinch. <laughs> I was terrible, so I'm never going. And then I got a bottle of wild turkey from them the year after. That's a joke. Yes, but I never drank it. Love your family. That was the first thing. I remember um, my one of my friends in middle school, well, high school, or elementary, Matt Metzer. I remember we his parents were gone, and we snuck into his parents' liquor cabinet. And we did a shot of wild turkey. That was the first like liquor. Liquor, I'd liquor. I had like a taste of my dad's beer. I was like in maybe fifth grade or sixth grade. And we did a shot of wild turkey. And I thought, oh, wild mean, turkey's not. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. No. no. All right. Number three. When are you most inspired? Uh. So <laughs> I used to. I might With have wet used, magazines in your uncle's. No, I might have used to have said the toilet just sitting there thinking, but no, that's a good one. Now I play games too much on the toilet, so I don't do that anymore. So, so I because of social media, now you're never inspired. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? <laughs> boy, boy, this is a life lesson right here. Uh, I don't know. It just it, it, there isn't like a particular time. It is. 
I feel like meeting a new person, which always like uh, isn't always easy for me because I do have this thing. Oh, I gotta talk to somebody. And like, oh, but once somebody says something interesting to you, you're like, wait a minute. Yes. We, we, oh, yes. Are you for real? So I'm easily yeah. excited about things, but they have to get me excited. I have to get to that place, and then. Once I'm on a roll with somebody, and I, got, I like asking questions, and mm. I like that's you love what it. You're and very I, curious. Yes, and I'm curious, and that's when I start diving in. But it's like that hurdle to get to that place can. You be need to be daunting. emotionally. You need to be emotionally fluffed. That's that's good. That's yeah. kind of what it is. That's probably when I'm most inspired. <laughs> when you're fluffed, <laughs> yes. good for you. Yes, that's true. Though you'd be a great. Like, you should do one of these shows. You'd be. <laughs> I just said this the other day. You'd be a great <laughs> interviewer. Thank you. Well, hot, hot. you just can't if talk. If you're about. a vegetable, what vegetable? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, there would be a good interview if there was a list of topics you couldn't ask. Um, all right, question number four. Usually, I give people the option, but I'm not giving you. So, weirdest place you've ever had sex? See, I was going to go with the because I don't have. I, I just don't. You have, don't beds. I I'm street corners. Uh, after all this stuff, I'm kind of bathtubs. <laughs> I'm toilets. I'm pretty. <laughs> That's where you inspired. No, I, I I'm kind of puritanical oh, in a way. Oh, and, oh someone's I, got her nun hat on. Yeah, I am in that regard. There hasn't. It's altar. pedestrian. It Priest really, altar. You did one there. Oh my god! No okay. way. No. So I, who's your celebrity crush? Uh, it's that Joe Magnolia. I can't say his name. Yeah, Joe Big Dick. Let's yeah. be honest, because that's what we're all thinking. Because he's like, but six he goes four. all over the place. I really go all over the place though, because I also think Louis C.K. I think he's attractive. I think. He's, do you know he's Mexican? Yeah, a yeah. lot of people don't know that. Yeah. They we were just talking about that at work, and they wouldn't believe. I don't know. It's like. Uh, uh, it, it, I the whole spec. It's a very wide spectrum for me of like what kind of gets my rocks. You going, do. But, you uh, actually do. Like, I know it's going out with you. I mean, you. But I, I, you don't have a type like yeah, I do. You do not. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I would say I usually tend toward darker, swarthier type of world. Of yeah, things, you've never like I've never seen you look at a blonde guy and go, "Whoa!" That's not going to usually be my thing, unless he's like a model or something mm. like special. Although Christopher Atkins from Blue Lagoon, I thought he looked really good in that movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everybody did. That was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's uh, um. Like, yeah, are you into Channing Tatum or no? See, he doesn't do it for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what's his name? Brady Matthews does a really good impression of him. Um, 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 not Mark Wahlberg, but um, um, okay, uh, uh, I can't do the impression. Um, the actor, Ryan Gosling. Does oh. he do it for you? Uh, I think he's attractive, yes. But he doesn't yeah. – it's not like – uh, I'm not gonna have a pillow made out of his body image and nuzzle it at night, like, like Ronnie, did, like I did with Joe Mang. You know, but Ronnie has that. Yeah, pillow I know he does. Ryan yes. yeah. <laughs> you enjoy that, Ronnie. Um, all right, last question: What makes your heart happy? Uh, I, you know, I can I can channel misery pretty well, and so it's difficult sometimes. But there are things I can definitely get in a happy space. So I like. I'm, I know when I well, but that's the, it's the heart bit that's also getting me here because it's not just what makes you happy because dancing when a, a nightclub is da- tra- like turning down, I'm a little tipsy. That makes me really happy, just having fun, and cutting loose. But the heart bit, I don't know. I kind of like making like kids laugh uh, and being a clown with them and just doing that stuff. I think that you would be a fantastic clown. I- <laughs> You. No, you would. You would be a fantastic. I mean, you because you do all your puppet stuff. I just think that, that we didn't even talk about that about I, the million puppet march. I, I just, uh, anyway, but we, that's not even active. But, but, but I just think it's like when I see like my nephews, and I know I can check out and like 
uh, use my social media or whatever, but uh, like my nephews make me happy. I have uh, like my friend Sasha and Krista's sons. They like just even hanging around with them and doing stupid stuff with them. Uh, I just, I don't know. I like that. It just makes me happy seeing them smile and be innocently pleasantly happy about everything and anything. And you could just say the stupidest thing on the planet. Like literally in my wallet now, I have this string that I found on the on the one kid on Eli's shirt, and I took it off, and then I said, and then we just started playing this game back and forth of putting it on each other's shirt when I was in New York, and it just turned into the most ridiculous thing. So I kept the string and I put it in my wallet, and I'm gonna put it back on a shirt at the most uh, odd time just to get that sense memory back. And I know that'll be fun. I have this little thing in the back of my head that I'm looking forward to. Why can't you be black and single? And I would have a baby with you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's <laughs> the sweetest thing you've ever said to me, Michael Bellavia. Oh, God. Well, all right. That's the show, everybody. All right. <laughs> now, <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you, where they uh, you've got social media. I'm up the, up, wazoo, up the wazoo. So, uh, I don't know. The, probably the easiest thing is, I think it's about.me slash... M-R Bellavia. So M-R-B-E-L-L-A-V-I-A. And if you just even, seriously, if you just Google Michael Bellavia, there's a ton of other stuff out there's there. There's only one. There's actually one other dude here that lives here that I need to meet who now I had owned MichaelBellavia.com and then I just said, what am I going to do with this thing before social came to something? And now he owns it and he's a photographer out in Santa Monica that I need, oh. I need to meet him. I want to do that. There's a Matt Marr who's trying to be a comedian who we get our haircut at the same place. Oh my gosh. Lives in Santa Monica. We both get our haircut, and he's trying to be a comedian. And the barbers told me they said, "Like, yeah, he told us he's a little jealous because if he googles his name, you come up first. Oh my gosh! And remember, I was with you when I met Matt Marr, who is who's the also dancer. gay, who's a dancer, who yeah. I think thinks I'm weird. He's kind of, talk about a little judgy. He's like a blonde, uh, but anyway, he was like, on so you think you can dance Canada? I think he thinks I like him into him, and I'm like, sweetie, no, he's he's cute, but he's short and he's blonde. Like there have been other people that I know that look look exactly like me. That I'm like, oh, that's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. So it's just that weird human shared but experience. Matt, yeah, MattMar.com is this guy owns it in Germany. Oh. What am I going to do with that? He also on Twitter, Matt Mar. So okay, so about me slash Michael Bellavia and they, you can not Michael or Mr. Bellavia. Mr. Bellavia. Yeah. What's your middle name? Uh, well, it's Michael Anthony Joseph Bellavia. That is so fucking Italian. That's right. Jesus, Michael, Michael Anthony Joseph Bellavia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your mom's gonna listen to this show? Oh, I'm not gonna let her <laughs> listen to this show. <laughs> I'm gonna send her a Facebook link. No, 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 listen to the show. She will, your mom. Listen to the show. No, now you're done. All right. And so you know that you can you can follow the show at go to talktomattmar.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Again, writing questions. Please write in questions. Thank you for having me. You're a pretty good guest. So I thought you were pretty good. And you didn't say anything about Darren or Ronnie, and they both made fun of you on the show. <laughs> so you're the bigger person. Oh, not when I'm looking at their face and judging them <laughs> on the inside, though. <laughs> like I've been doing this entire time. <laughs> well, okay, everybody, that's it. So go do something nice for somebody this week, and we will see you on next Thursday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>